0: That's right. Welcome in. Welcome back, folks, to a spring ball competition appears to be heating up edition of the Always Irish show. Happy to be here. Happy to have you here. I have some interesting things to go over today that could be interpreted many different ways in the way that the people who watch my show think we're going to have people who are going to view this. Through all different lenses, and I can't wait to get into it and go over it with you. Thanks for being here. Obviously, you can find a program on YouTube. Do it, subscribe if you haven't yet. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps me as well. Notifications on, and you and I both know why. That way, you're alerted every time a new episode drops. You don't want to miss it. Twitter, search bar, always Irish, rat, always Irish ink. Emails, always Irish, ND at gmail.com. Audio only, anywhere you want me. You can locate my voice. Call in line. 312 8815 tell Johnny all you've heard and seen, Fighting Irish Wire, type it in your computer, read about the football team you like. All right, here we are, folks, coming down to the home stretch of spring ball this week, leading in to the blue and gold game next week. So it appears that there was a scrimmage that took place. I think it was either Friday or Saturday. There was a scrimmage that took place, uh, and there was some media availability, and there's some updates and some non-updates to go over, and I just want your opinion on the deal. What's going on here? Here's number one, and you know that's where we're going to start. Freeman says there's no starting quarterback name yet. The competition could run into fall camp. And he will name a starter when he's confident in naming a starter. That that somebody stood out and claimed the starting job. That's kind of what he, what Freeman was talking about. Now that's very very interesting and can be interpreted many different ways. Very totally coming from opposite ways of looking at this. You could view this. Let's go over a few different things you could think when you hear that bit of information in news. Here's number one. All right. You know, we're not competent naming a starter yet. The competition could run out. All right. Number one is if we have two awesome high-end elite level quarterbacks battling it out, that's pretty awesome for Notre Dame as long as they both stay engaged. That That would be pretty awesome if they're both so high level. And they're they're both just ripping off passes, hitting guys in stride, making the right calls, making the right reads, whatever. If Notre Dame has two high-level guys that are at that level, and it's that hard to separate one from the other, fantastic. As long as they both stay engaged, that's beautiful, good news. So that's one way you could look at that news. And... Us not being able to see everything going on in practice, it's very, very hard for for us to have a concrete opinion when you're not seeing everything and you just hear little bits and pieces, see a little clip here and there. But if they haven't named a starter because both these guys have been electric, well, then that's pretty awesome. Good. Here's number two. You could read this. The staff has their mind made up already what they want to do. But to keep everybody engaged, to keep everybody pushing each other, to keep that competition going. um, follow me here. This is the way I think. Not give anybody all summer to know who the starter is to research how to defend Notre Dame. not have, not, not have them all just figure it's Hartman and then rip up his film and go after us. I I don't I mean, I, that's a stretch. But it's just the way I think, keeping the other teams on their toes all summer, not knowing what Notre Dame's doing. And coaches do this all the time where they just kind of want the competition to drag on and they say that. Like, that's not unprecedented. And and it's just kind of like, that's a coachy thing to do, to kind of have a way you want to lean, but you want to keep that competition going. So that's another thing that it could be that they have their mind made up of want this to be a competition and want to wrap that ramp that heat up. A third way to look at this is uh, maybe it's not good that nobody stood out yet. So that's the opposite problem of number one, where they're both so electric you can't decide between two. The other is they're both mid, some good and some bad, and nobody's really jumped up and claimed the starting spot. That doesn't make you feel as good as option number one if, if it's because nobody's, you know, that high on the high end that they haven't named a starter. So, I, I you know, that one, then then I, that makes you a little nervous, right? As opposed to hearing they're, they've both been so darn good that it's splitting airs between them because none of their passes hit the ground. That's a lot different than it's like, oh, man, I'm waiting for somebody to, to show me. Those are different problems. So what do you make of this news? Do you like this approach? Uh, do you think it's just largely uh, manufacturing up a competition, but the decisions already made one way or the other? Is it a red flag to you that we're in this position Do you prefer that we add a a, a starter name by now, or does it not matter to you? It's spring ball. You got time. I could see people answering this all different ways, all different ways. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me if a lot of the people who watch this fall into all three categories divided out. They're both doing really good. This is awesome nah, I believe the staff has the kind of their mind made, you know, I, you know, and, and they're just running this out or <laughs> they're both very mid and you're trying to figure out the highest of the mid, right? And so I, I would like to know what you guys think. Do you like this? Would you prefer it was just straightforward and obvious by now? Um, I think one thing you do need to, to be aware of is Uh, Who was it? Was it Malik versus Kaiser? There was a situation where Kelly drug out that competition. It ended up dividing the locker room because then you had guys lean into one guy or the other, and there was like this unspoken division in the locker room between these quarterback camps. I I I think that turned awkward, and you want to avoid that, right? But I want to know from you guys, what do you make of this? Uh, Or is this just... Spring coach speak, and Freeman's getting good at it. Like maybe we got that genuine raw Freeman year one, and now he's learned you got to kind of wrap that up a little bit and protect things and yourself. Um, so I just want to know what you make of that news. Now, let me let me say this let me say this, and this is serious stuff. If Buckner wins this starting job, major. Credit to him. Major credit to him. All the injuries, all the frustration, sitting behind Cone, you know, falling down the stairs last year. And then what happened in week two? All of that. Then they bring in a guy with a lot of fanfare to take your job. this year. If he comes up and wins this job, major credit to Tyler Buckner. He's the ultimate competitor. That's another reason. I'm saying number two might be the option. They have their mind made up, but want to ra- ramp up that competition. Like if they've decided it's Hartman, but they want to get the most out of Buckner, this is the way to do it because the guy's an ultimate competitor. He's never going to back down ever. Buckner's just going to keep coming and coming and coming as long as his body's in one piece and you're letting him play. Okay. So, I mean, that, that doesn't mean it's okay to throw pick sixes. I'm just telling you the guy fights. He's a competitor right? So it'd be a major credit to Buckner if he won that job. Here's the other part. If he genuinely ends up winning this job over Hartman head to head, it is probably better for Notre Dame long-term because that's a guy you could develop this year and then play for you next year. Hartman's more win as much as you can now and then we, we move on, but then he's gone. So yeah, there's no doubt long-term for the, the operation, it'd be better at Buckner one because he's going to develop and be around for next year and theoretically get better. So that would make total sense, but you can't force that. That's only reality if he wins the job. So if he wins it, it'd be awesome for those reasons. Um, however, If Buckner won this starting job somehow, some way, how is this not the ultimate nightmare embarrassment scenario for Hartman? I've been thinking about that this morning. Think about it. You set all those records at Wake, you're the man, whatever, you're the biggest quarterback in the portal this year and all that. He has all those ACC passing records and all that. So then you come to Notre Dame because of your relationship primarily with Tommy Reese. So then he makes the move here. And then the coach that he had the biggest relationship, best relationship with left. And then you're going to lose the job to Buckner and ride the bench. Uh, Man, I mean, for a guy whose goal in this move was to better position himself for the draft. If he loses this job, this is the ultimate embarrassment in every single way to me. Uh, It is. I I don't see any scenario where that is not humiliating and ruins his entire goal of making this move. So the pressure's on Hartman to win this job. He was the man at Wake and all that stuff and then wanted to get in a, a different offense and get some better film for the NFL. If you lose the job to Buckner and then you ride the bench and your guy that you had the relationship with isn't even here, I'm sorry. That is the ultimate failure for Sam Hartman. That That is a nightmare for that guy. That is not what you envision this move looking like. So the pressure is on Hartman here because of all the things he did to get here and the reason why. I'm not forgetting about that part. That's a big deal to me. That's a big deal. That'd be a big time loss for for that guy. Let's move on to a couple other notes. Looks like Styles asked to play some defensive snaps, and they are honoring that request. Well, that's very interesting to me. Um, Why did he request to get some defensive snaps? Is it because he feels and knows that he's losing wide receiver snaps and some of the young guys are moving up that depth chart very, very fast and he's looking for any way to see the field? Is that a part of it? Because it's just kind of weird that a wide receiver would just pop up and say, I want to play defense today. See, to me, his biggest problem last year was his head, not his body. And so with that being said, do I want this guy in his own head about two different positions? I don't know what to make of it, but I did think maybe he feels like that wide receiver room's getting crowded and them young guys are moving right up and this might be his best chance to play. I don't know. But for a guy who I felt like his number one problem last year, why he wasn't as as productive as we wanted him to be was his head. I don't need him having two different positions to worry about. So I don't know what to make of that, but it is a little interesting. And it was very interesting to learn. He's the one who requested uh, to get these snaps over on the other side. Very interesting to me. So I would love to see how that's going to play out uh, long-term. And then you have Caleb Smith, medical retiring with a medical retirement announcement yesterday. So here's what that tells me, folks. It tells me, With maybe Styles out of that group, Smith out, guess what? That wide receiver room just got a a little shorter. And those young guys, you're going to get your chance. Some of them are going to have to this year. And I'm excited about that. Uh, I am always open to a very athletic, bright-futured young wide receiver out there making a couple mistakes, learning as he goes. I'm a lot more open to that than upperclassmen who aren't making plays out there taking snaps. If I'm going to have like what, if it isn't going to be elite, I'd rather it be younger guys that are learning their way that could get better. So that tells me these younger guys are going to get a chance to play a wide receiver this year. And I do love that because I think they could legitimately contribute, legitimately contribute. Some of them great Alves, Flores, James, whatever. I think those guys can make some plays this year. So Uh, that's going to be interesting to see in that wide receiver room. So I want to know what you guys think of this. This will probably be some of the call topics uh, this week on the radio show. What do you make of this? Do you like the way they're doing this at quarterback? Or did you expect that to be, if not announced, just obvious what it is? Um, And then let me ask this. Is there anything in the blue and gold game that's going to change your mind? Like, I wanted to ask that too. It, or is that not even fair because of the environment and it's so weird because you're playing your own guys and all that? Is there anything you could see in blue and gold or, or is that not fair? Like, are you keeping track of Hartman's completion percentage and Buckner and where these throws are in the game? I don't know. So I don't know whether it's fair or not to be able to be like, I'm going to see what happens in blue and gold and then I'll know. Like, maybe that's just one small sample size. I don't know. But I'd like to know what you guys think of that dynamic. Uh, And then the other thing is, let's all hope the weather report starts changing for Saturday. Every time I look it up, the degrees have gone down 10. Jeez, give me a break. So let's all hope this weather report takes another turn here so we can all have fun at the game and not be freezing. Uh, and we'll see how it goes, but let me know what you guys think about this. And, and of the call in, you'll have an opportunity to let me know. Let me, let me know what you make of this dynamic folks. I it's, there's a lot going on here. I want to know what you guys think. Let me know.